the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Nigel Farage, are you there? I certainly am, sir. Good afternoon. Greetings, Nigel. So I want this from the horse's mouth. I want to know what happened to you. What was it you said that I I heard it? I thought it was on the money, but I need the source to tell us what's happened to you in the last few days and why it's happened and how you're reacting. Well, look, I'm not going to get into a personal route with LBC. I don't think that's very dignified, but I will say this to you. What has happened in the last 10 days in the USA and in the UK is being nothing short of terrifying. Black Lives Matters. Those three words, on their own, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, of course, Black Lives Matters. I mean, lots of lives matter, but, you know, the concept is fine. The problem is the organization. Yes. And the organization itself, you know, deeply funded, as we've known for years, with Soros money, lots of Soros money. The organization itself is deeply Marxist in philosophy. It is anti-everything both of our countries have ever stood for. It wants to defund and effectively abolish the police, which would be a criminal's charter. Um, and I, I would not go along with this. You know, we have to parrot Black Lives Matters is a wonderful organization because it isn't. That's the first point. The second point is, you've seen this in America with Columbus and others. We had a situation a couple of weeks ago where a statue in a city called Bristol in the west of England was torn down by protesters, a screaming, hysterical mob, and then thrown into the sea dock. And I said that I thought this was mob rule. I was appalled that the British police stood by and allowed them to do it. And I said their actions reminded me of the Taliban. Which is exactly what the Taliban did. They took down and destroyed heritage items, statues in Afghanistan. Absolutely. And I could have gone on to say Chairman Mao's Cultural Revolution. Yes. Which, of course, was much the same kind of thing. Now, what I'm saying to you is this, that the pressure that has come on television presenters, newspaper journalists, online bloggers, radio presenters and others is... Twofold. Number one is that you cannot criticize Black Lives Matters because it's all about equality, but actually it's about overthrowing capitalism and getting rid of the police force. And secondly, you cannot uh, challenge what happened in Bristol because the individual whose statue was taken down had been involved in the slave trade. Uh, and I absolutely refused to bow down before this. And Where we've got to with Black Lives Matter and a lot of associated organizations, again, I'm going to say it for a second time on this show because it's true, Soros funded, 
is you see organizations like Media Matters. Yes. Now, it's happening right now, the Tucker Carlson on Fox News, where what they're doing is they are bomb- their activists are bombarding the advertisers to those shows, saying, you know, if you continue to advertise, uh, you know, with that individual, with that station, uh, we will stop buying your products. And the advertisers get nervous. Um, and, and that really said, without being too specific, that is what is going on. And, and the bigger picture than me, although I have to say, you know, I've done that show for three and a half years. You've been a regular guest with me on that show. Um, we had the highest national ratings of any show that LBC had, and very much an up-and-coming station in British media challenging, you know, the orthodoxy of the BBC. Um, so I have to say I'm not happy about what's happened, but I'd rather leave in a dignified way, whatever the circumstances, uh, than have a punch-up. But let me get to the big point here. The really big point here is that what is really under threat now is the very essence of free speech. Yes. And if you listen to the introduction to your show with those great quotes from former U.S. presidents, you know, the whole point about liberty is our ability to speak as we feel, to talk truth to power as we see it, um, provided we don't cause... Uh, incitement, or anything like that. There should be no limits to that free speech. And we're now seeing globally media organizations virtually bowing down before this Marxist organization called Black Lives Matter. So this and that is-, is a very deeply disturbing things sir. We're, we're talking to Nigel Farage, a great friend of the president of this country and of those who fight for their independence, like the UK leader of the Brexit party. Follow him right now, Nigel underscore Farage. Check out his incredible videos on YouTube. Nigel, um, the point here is, and the analogy is fabulous with, with Tucker, because Tucker has the top show on Fox. It's the most successful, biggest show on cable TV, news TV. You had the, uh, the same set up at LBC. This is... A- a, 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 an instance of genuflecting or surrendering to the mob. And it's not just LBC. It's not just those who are advertisers with Tucker who are surrendering. But we saw this on the streets of the UK. Either the police are getting beaten up or they're doing nothing. So where does this end? We want to know, as, as supporters, as friends of, of the Brexit movement that you championed, what is the next phase? We're reading things about the, the re-energizing of the Brexit party. What is Nigel Farage going to do next? Well, look, I mean, I, you know, I was leader of UKIP for years. I put the whole question of independence into the mainstream when nobody would talk about it, least of all the British Conservatives who'd sold out to it. Um, I thought I'd succeeded. We won the referendum. I sort of, you know, stepped back a little bit. When I saw them betray it, I came back with the Brexit party and gave them the shock of their lives by winning the European elections. Um, and, you know, Boris came out as leader of the Conservative Party and Prime Minister as a direct result of that. Um, I, on the Brexit issue, uh, we have had some good news today, at least on that, and that is that our transition period, the sort of tidying up bit after we've left, it has been confirmed that it will not be extended beyond the 31st of December. Um, that is at least one bit of good news. Congratulations. Uh, but, I, but I would say more generally that Boris, and let's give some mitigation here. I mean, the guy was close to death two months ago. 
So we've been through a very, very bad time. But at the moment, we're seeing a total lack of moral courage. We're seeing it from the church. We're seeing it from the police who stand by and let a left-wing mob tear down statues. And worse than that, deface Winston Churchill. Incredible. The the, the greatest anti-fascist in human history, defaced by the mob that call him a racist. As long as you're there, Nigel, stepping into the breach, we will feel good about our British cousins. Follow him right now. Nigel underscore Farage, leader of the Brexit Party UK, and see his incredible, disturbing, but incredible videos on YouTube. Thank you, Nigel. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Public health officials across America have spent the last several months warning about the dangers of the coronavirus and the need for us to stay at home, halt economic activity, and avoid social interactions with our friends and neighbors. We are now reopening our economy in many parts of the country, but these same public health officials have compromised their own credibility as we do so. On the one hand, they've urged caution and a slow return to work, school, and faith gatherings. They've criticized those who oppose the stay-at-home orders. But at the same time, These officials have been broadly supportive of the large protests on America's streets in the last few weeks. Public health officials should be helping us understand the comparative risks of activities, not endorsing the causes they like while prohibiting the ones they don't. Their hypocrisy is costly indeed. They have impacted our ability to address future health crises. I'm Lan Hee Chen. ADF, fighting for those whose liberties are being violated.